hello and welcome to the podcast. And you might be looking at the podcast list and thinking, well, this is just Adam, Colin and Mike again. I mean, they've only had three guests. Why is it just the three of them talking again? But in actual fact, the aim for this episode is that this is more about the members than any of the episodes we've had so far. Today, we're going to share our top learnings from the Gather community so far since launch. And we're also going to highlight a few of the major considerations we now have as we move forward with the community. So, Mike, we're going to need your help here as our resident tech wizard to start the countdown clock, please, for our top five learnings from the Gather community since launching. Consider it done. Okay, so in reverse order, starting at number five, people in many parts of the world and in many sectors of the golf industry are watching, listening, talking and contributing after joining Gather recently. Adam, give us a word on this. Yeah, it's been really interesting and and to be honest, quite random. I think when we first started, we thought it was going to be an expansion of our networks, but it's incredible the amount of names that have have popped into the uh, join join area of Gather and just didn't know they exist. So for, for blown expectations, I think that we're seeing that diversity, that vibrancy, that geographic and that sector coverage that we were after that we sort of knew existed, but it's really been reconfirmed. Um, what's been interesting as well is that golfers have taken an interest. Um, I filled in a number of calls to say, can I join or LinkedIn messages or emails? Um, because they seem to buy into what we're trying to do here as a community um, and really tackle some of the big problems and move, move the sport forward. So um, that's been really interesting um, and something that, that, we didn't quite expect to happen. Excellent. Okay. Top learning number four. The same issues affect people across many different sectors of the industry. Mike, give us one line of wisdom or a reflection on this from you. Absolutely. I think we uh, at last count did we we think thirty one different sectors of the golf industry are represented, and um, again we we didn't necessarily have a target when we set out, but I think that would have. have de- uh, blown that out of the water but for me two key issues to that one one of my drivers for for getting involved in setting up gather was from my old world where i didn't have a network of people across the industry to tap into it was completely siloed with people just in the club management world which was great in certain environments but when you wanted context or to to see what else was going on in the industry you didn't get that breadth of, of insight so for me to to have that width of, of the industry is is really exciting and, and fascinating in terms of the insights. Secondly, it, it's maybe less of a positive in terms of what everyone's going through at the moment. But as you say, while it's been a bit of a tough time, particularly again with, with courses closing recently, to know that everyone's having the same challenges, whether they're practically having to, to deal with closures versus the other challenges that that kicks up. So I think the kind of solidarity that maybe that breeds of, of being able to talk and, and know the, the issues that people are facing has, has hopefully been a positive to come out of that and something we can build on in a more positive way going into 2021. Mm -hmm. Number three on our top learnings, I'm going to call this one the positivity paradox. So many people are making positive posts online at the moment about the state of the industry. So why do many of our community at Gather warn that there is another side to the story? And Adam, you told me today that you're hearing a lot of positive chat in the industry, but yet people are still nervous about the future and how they're going to develop in a way that they want leveraging their learning and influencing change. It's what our members are telling us, so we're not being deliberately pessimistic here, Adam, but can you give us a few of your thoughts? 
It's a really interesting one. And as we all know, we've, we've never known a year like it. Um, in some respects, we hopefully never know another year like it for a while. But it's, I don't know about you guys, but definitely from my perspective, I think that there's been a bit of a reset button in the industry. There's been a recalibration. That, I think, from my perspective, has made it very exciting to see what's to come. Um, the driftwood has, has sort of been lifted and taken out of the industry. And that is extremely exciting because there's huge new opportunities, new routes to explore. But at the same time, like anything, when you sort of try and discover new lands, it's it's a very nervous time. Um, you, you sort of sometimes take comfort in knowing what's around the corner and knowing, right, this is, this is the golf industry. This is what's going to happen next year and it's going to happen the year after. That has sort of been blown out the window. So there is definitely that sort of positivity paradox. There's on one side a huge amount of excitement, but behind those sort of um, excited eyes, there is this sort of feeling of nervousness to go, what does the new normal look like? What's that impact? Is the boom here to stay? How do we retain our customers? How do we build on it? Has golf really rebranded um, to to meet those new needs of the new golfers and the the, the new um, market that's been created? So I think a lot of people are clinging to hope. I think a lot of people are really hoping that all of the the the, the sort of anticipation of this boom, uh, a new period of golf is going to happen um, and we can convert it. But I think people are definitely starting to to worry because, yeah, the backdrop is still quite ominous and there's definitely a feeling of strength in numbers. And I think that's where Gather's really sort of helping um, and coming together. But I think it's um, still a position where it's a bit of a false pretense and no one's really um, investing heavily. No one's really making some some big assumptions just yet, even though the rhetoric might suggest that. Mm, interesting. I can honestly admit I'm clinging to hope because I hope that conversations that we've started and that the community that we've started really continues to spark innovation and creativity in the industry. And I do believe what you're saying there it has happened in other industries and hopefully if golf embraces it a little bit and we certainly get, I get that sense. I think we all get that sense from our, many of our gathered community members who've contacted us directly about different things, opportunities, collaborations, contributions, that there are people who want to use this time as a, an opportunity to kind of create new ideas. So let, let's hope so. Okay. Well, number two on our list of things we've learned, the pace of change in the golf industry is too slow. And I do find that ironic that the focus of the media and the governing bodies has been on pace of play for the last few years. And now this is what we're hearing from the community about the golf industry itself. I'll give you my view on this first, guys. I think at this point, it's totally relevant to ask ourselves questions like, why does the industry need to even change quicker anyway? And golf's been around for ages, a lot longer than we've been on this earth. It will always adapt, adapt as it needs to. And but for me, the question really is, given all that we know about the world right now, societal needs and wants, the differences between the generations coming up behind us, do we really just want to take the chance and say, ah, don't worry, golf will adapt, it'll be fine? For me, that sounds like a bit of a gamble. Any thoughts? 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's one of the real trends we're seeing. And anyone who follows us on Twitter will will have seen that we we post every every day. We post a couple of the the answers we get to questions that we put to our members when they sign up, just to get an understanding of their view of the industry, why they've joined, um, and they're they're genuinely chosen at random. And I think the last kind of week's worth, one of the majority ones is is talking about wanting to uh, speed up the pace of change, lack of appetite for for pace of change and moving things forward so it really does seem to be a key driver that 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 argument that that we've been here forever and golf's fine and it'll be fine forever doesn't really stand up to when you see the people who are at the cold face every day that being their kind of main frustration with the industry and the thing that's motivated them to get on board with gather and i think with with the pace of change that for me is sort of so simple but so true when you speak to the associations, when you speak to governing bodies, when you speak to any of the, the the businesses, the clubs, whoever it is that influence the industry, there is definitely an appetite to change. Um, there's obviously a, a question around do they have the resources to do it, but it's it's something that they probably haven't, as an industry, we've looked at to just go look at the. It's just the pace. We seem to get there in the end, but it's just far too slow. And I think coming out of, um, again, 2020, the the thing that our members are really looking for is pace of change and how do we expedite that change and make it happen tomorrow. If you listen to any any startup, um, entrepreneurs, business leaders, it's all about urgency. And I think coming back to people's concerns, it's going to be there's just a lack of urgency to fast track any change that needs to happen. It will happen, but it's going to be, as you say, it could be just with in the background um, and will evolve over time in a very slow state. I think the fact that this was supposed to be a quick fire round as well, and the fact we've all got something to chip on in it clearly makes the point that it's something that we know we need to attack but i think as another key driver for the reason gather exists as well which is the the talent drain in golf that we've talked about where people especially if they've come into golf from the outside and they are used to those fast moving environments to to come in and be faced with with some of the stagnant environments that we we know exist it people just say Do you know what i'll i'll take my my energies elsewhere and i think that's that's a key thing to keep the good people who who do work in golf and we know that they're all they're out there that's the one of the biggest changes that that will uh, go towards keeping those people in the industry yeah absolutely okay so the top number one learning that we've taken from you and the gather community since we launched is people want to be part of something that genuinely affects change mike any thoughts on this a couple of things i think one of them um it's been really interesting on how people have challenged us in a in a good way when we've told people what Gather is and, and our vision for the future. Um, and the majority of the, uh, the the kind of inquisitions come back to, well, okay, but what's that going to look like? And when we explain our our vision and some of that that we might come come on to later, that's what gets their their kind of juices flowing, and they really see the the potential for for both Gather and the industry when they see where we see the the changes that are possible in the golf industry. They want to be part of that, and that's when they get going. And it's it's all very well saying, oh yeah, we've got some videos and an email, but actually, when we we project what that could make the industry look like, and going back to pace of change, we have a vision of that happening soon, um, not not sort of far away in the future. That's when people really get fired up, and again. Going back to those the questions that we asked people part of the sign up process that we've been putting on social media, 
again, it's, uh, I think we had one last week that said they wanted to be part of the revolution, um, which uh, we're, we're all on board with, I think. But uh, again, a, a big majority of those are, I want to be part of driving the industry forward. I want to see change. I, I want to be be part of that that movement. And I think the re- really reassuring thing for me is the different levels of seniority that we're hearing that message come from. So there are industry leaders telling us that, but also uh, people, um, as I say, at the coalface, and um, the majority of us are in, in in those kind of roles. And if everyone's pulling in the same direction and people recognise that the opportunity is there, that's where, as I say, it gets people really excited and gets us excited to, to see the potential. And I think just to add on to that point, slightly different um, tangent, but for me, what's been really interesting is how people identify themselves in the industry. Um, I think there people, there's a perception that, that people are going to be very loyal. And I think this is probably from the association's perspective and the current bodies that exist, that if you're a member, then you are quite diehard. You you sort of follow it religiously. Speaking to our members, it's been really interesting that they they identify to whoever gives them value. Um, they want to be a member of everything. They want to know as much information. They want to network as much as they can. So it's it's not as black and white of being I'm this or I'm that uh, member. It's just give me, give me, give me, but just give me an opportunity to be part of change, whether that's internal and on your personal development or whether that's giving back to the industry and really pushing the industry forwards but definitely links into that point but that for me has been really really interesting where people um again how they identify how they look at their communities it hasn't been very rigid it's been no no just just i'll be i'll be a part of 100 communities as long as it keeps pushing things forwards Interesting. And that kind of leads on to another point we were talking about earlier today adam the capability of the industry on its own yeah, I think we did the round table um, with the females who are working in industry to get their perspective. And we consciously made an effort to make sure that we didn't hijack it. Um, we've already said that one of the areas that, that we are free guys and we're driving this from sort of Gather's perspective. Um, we do want to add that diversity, but we've definitely got that reflection in our membership, which is great. But what was interesting listening back to that video and watching it was, for me, the penny drop of going to solve the, the challenges and the obstacles of female in industry, men need to be part of the conversation. And that to me was obviously, I think, really insightful just in the context of females in industry, but just applying that to everything else that we do. And when we look at Gather as a community, we are only one stakeholder as an industry. We are the industry stakeholders, but there are so many other stakeholders that need to be part of the conversation moving forwards um, so that we can actually drive change. Yeah. And one of the other things you mentioned to me was about roadblock structures. Uh, you know, you were saying you still see huge roadblock structures in the industry. Tell us a bit more about what you're seeing. As Mike alluded to, the, the big question we get, we get the feedback's been fantastic and sort of overwhelming at times. Um, again, back on ground earth, where we all currently live, we go, right, there's still a long way until we get to this utopian vision of the golf industry. Um, will it happen in 10 years? Let's hope so. Will it take a few generations? Potentially. But yeah, we've planted the seed and let's see where it grows. But when you start to 
really dig deep on some of the industry issues and challenges. I think what really springs to mind and becomes very evident is that the structures in the golf industry are just not set up in a way that facilitates change. They don't allow things to grow. It doesn't allow for failure. It doesn't allow for innovation. And whilst those structures in place, we can have as many round tables, we can have as many events, and we'll do some great things. We'll, we'll create some great opportunities. But that wholesale utopian change that we're after isn't going to happen as easily um, as it could do if we revisited some of the structures. So it's and, and a casing point is you, you look at the sort of the CPD discussion at the moment. You've got a lot of CPD discussion going on being delivered from different areas of the industry. It's a bit of a race to CPD at the moment, which is which is interesting. It's fantastic in some respects. There's now choice in the market. Um, there's now a real sustained effort that CPD really is important. Um, it's now not just a buzzword. And coming back to, to consumers, as an industry, we're telling the industry that's what we want. And guess what? That's what's being delivered. But with all due respect to any CPD, um, you could have as many certificates um, under the sun if those structures don't allow you and give you a runway to make those changes then you're stuck and I think we've seen that especially in club management and um, coming into your, your neck of the woods Colin in Scotland there seems to still be these, these structural changes that are, that are sort of suffocating growth so we need to work out as an industry how do we go around and, and navigate those structures to really deliver change because otherwise as much as the cpd is fantastic professionalizing the industry if there isn't that runway we're not going anywhere fast so all of this really leads back to our number one learning from the members earlier on and probably as you would say adam our biggest elephant in the room question how do we really genuinely affect change in the golf industry mike what this is a big hairy audacious goal people would say uh, to do this on the level that we, we're talking about, what may be some possible first steps towards this? So many ways you could attack it, but a couple of things came to mind. And one actually that, that Adam sort of touched on in his last answer was I was really struck by the SpaceX launch that took place, I think, last week um, of the Mars rockets that uh, they were trying to get the reusable boosters, for lack of a technical term, uh, to go up to for the, the initial test, but then land them back down on the basis that that's the only way to make this Mars space travel um, sustainable. And they, I was watching it live, and it was quite sort of impactful to watch. Obviously, the scale of what they were doing, but also then the, the huge apparent failure at the end of this probably multi-billion-dollar or million-dollar rocket going up in flames. And they flashed up a thing on the screen that said that huge success, awesome test, or something to to that effect, which was kind of at odds of the pictures we were seeing on the screen and reading the analysis after it was kind of the only way they can have any chance of making this mars space travel achievable is to to learn the hard way through these kind of things but to get the uh, rockets to be reusable and the only way to get to that stage is to almost have a failure early uh, and they're almost pleased with that because they they'd rather get it out of the way at this stage they learn so much more from from that almost than they do from a success and i think we were talking about that last week to say and maybe we're guilty of that as well that golf doesn't ever want to seem to fail i think and whether that's maybe a can of worms in terms of media coverage but maybe that's a, a issue of the constant sort of perception of negative media coverage around golf that we never want to do anything that might get us in trouble um but it feels to me like everything is so refined to everything is rolled out once it's perfect and it 
it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, we we talk a lot about our, our proof of concepts and iterating that way. Um, getting stuff out there um, is, is obviously the best way to to work out if it works. And I think an appetite for failure is would be a great way to to acknowledge that failure is okay. Would probably be the best way to to get onto that trajectory. So forgive the. Uh, uh whatever space analogy to get there but i think that the scale of the challenges are, are perhaps similar i think that could be an interesting way to to look at tackling that we had the conversation this week where we were sort of talking about a new activity a new concept a new feature and you start to become very rational and you start to overthink it and overanalyze and actually it's, it's quite an interesting mentality when you just say right it might sound unbelievable, but just 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 get a no. Just get as many no's as you can. Just go out there for that person to say, no, I'm not going to do it, rather than go, I might not do it because is it the right thing to do or are they going to say yes and should I go for that? No, 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 just go to them, ask them. And if they say no, go, thank you very much. Let's move forward. Um, <laughs> and yeah. ultimately, guess what we did? We went out there. We, we asked that we went to get we, – I think we had a short list of people that we were going after for this – particular event um we said not a chance really but i said let's get as many no's and guess what 24 hours you get a yes and you go well that was actually quite simple but we could have strategized for so long and i think talking about um a learning and our short list was a short list was only five people adam as well yeah so we exactly quite, one in five hit rate if that's what you equated to it's not bad uh, after all just shows you you maybe, shouldn't be scared eh Talking about learnings, I think that's a cultural thing in golf. Um, that 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 that's that you can't fail. You really can't fail, and if you do, um, it's it's the worst thing ever. And there's definitely something in 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 an industry culture. I think just in general wider culture um, in in golf um, that just you just go. It doesn't really make much sense. Let's just adopt a slightly different culture. Let's let's approach things slightly different. And just that mentality shift. Will, will, will yield results definitely i think i remember my when i first joined uh, my last role i had a, a saying of forgiveness is is easier than permission i appreciate it's not not an original one it's wherever i picked it up from but i always used to try and sort of live by that mantra and it got got me in trouble a few times but i think the biggest changes i was able to to make in my small uh, sort of part of the industry were from that attitude of going do you know what let's just do it and what's the worst that'll happen um <laughs> generally the worst that happened wasn't too bad and the change that we managed to move move forward was worth it and i think the whole idea of, of that slightly lofty idea of, of maybe the comparison to space travel but if people in the industry sense that the wider industry has that appetite for change if everyone's doing it at that their own little personal level whatever their little change or battle is they're trying to win they're willing to take it on suddenly quickly things happen yeah i think that's really interesting guys because the irony again is that, you know, Mike, you said the great phrase there, an appetite for failure. And that's probably not required by golfers as a whole, because otherwise you wouldn't even play golf in the first place. It's the sport where you feel the most potentially out of every single sport. But maybe the industry needs an appetite for failure because so many people that work in the industry don't play enough golf anymore. So that's maybe where that's coming from. But I, I do like that phrase on a serious note. And I think that's something both for that we're trying to kind of take on board and, and learn and push ourselves to do internally and gather and and hopefully that's something the industry can start to look at as well okay guys i've got a couple of christmas presents for you so mike a christmas gift for you now 
You can ask one question tomorrow to every single Gather community member around the world, and you're guaranteed an answer from everyone. What would your question be? I don't know if you're going to ask Adam the same question because it will ruin his answer because it came out of a conversation he and I had earlier. But um, anyone who listened to, to podcast number one will, will know one of the genesis of, our, of Gather was uh, a question we asked ourselves at the first Christmas uh, lunch, which was, what are we going to do about it? And I think that would be to, to all of our members to say, right, you're on, we use the phrase on the bus, um, you're on the Gather bus, you're, you're telling us that you see the value in this movement. What are you going to do about it in, in 2021 uh, to help us take that step forward? Because going back to what I said earlier, everyone makes their little change in their little corner of the industry. And suddenly that that makes, particularly, again, saying when we've got members across the industry, things will happen quickly if if that appetite for, for moving the industry forward gets spread about. So, yeah, um, at the risk of throwing it back to, to them, uh, we'll carry on doing what we're doing. But, yeah, what are you going to do about uh, delivering the change that we keep talking about? Love it. Don't worry, Mike. Adam has a different Santa Bell has got a, a different wee stocking filler for Adam. Based on everything that we've learned from and about the Gather community so far, what would be your dream number one objective to achieve with the Gather community over the next 12 months? So in the next 12 months, I think it's tangible change for us. It's how do we demonstrate change? Um, how do we quantify it? Um, and go, the stuff we're doing, we're very confident that it's going to have a ripple effect. Um, it's either going to be little or large, but I'm confident, I think we're confident, Gather's confident that in 12 months, people will come back and go, it's been great to be part of the ride. But ultimately, what we're all in it for is, is to start making some concrete change. And whether that's potentially that inward investment into golf, um, whether that's golf participation numbers, um, whether that is salaries um, and career opportunities increase. Um, so it's sort of all of the above, but I think to sort of wrap that answer up is tangible change in the golf industry to really make a difference. Love it, love it. Okay, well, that leads on quite nicely because I think, you know, to, to the listeners, if you're getting value from Gather so far, and if you've really kind of feeling the direction that we are heading in, we would love it if you could just share the website link, www.gather.golf, with one other person in your industry network who you think might also get some value and might also um, sort of resonate with some of the messages and, and the values that we've put out through Gather. And okay, unless you've you got, you got some final words that you want to throw to the, the community, Adam or Mike, I'm trying to think of a question for you, to be honest, um, <laughs> because that was slightly unfair. But um, I'll have to ask that on the next it? podcast and put you into a corner. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I think that's a that's a nice way to try and wrap up towards the end, so that you don't think of one. Uh, I think that all that really leaves us to say then is the festive wishes to everyone. And I did plan to say this in all the languages from the Gather community all around the world, but much to our delight. We are so many countries represented in the community and my pronunciation is not my strong point. So I'm getting away with that one. And I'm just going to say in English, very happy Christmas to you. Yes, you, the listener. Thank you for taking your valuable time to listen to this podcast. Thank you for being one of our valued early gather members of the community. And we are all, Adam, Mike and I, very honoured to have you as part of our community. And we're really excited about helping to further inspire and drive positive change in the golf industry in 2021. So that's a Merry Christmas from me. 
Happy New Year from me and a goodbye from me.